My name is Krista Hoke, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, welcome. We enjoy talking with people from many different walks of life about how they lead others through their influence and how they influence others through their leadership. We hope you'll enjoy it too. Are you ready? Let's get started. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad to have Mike Atkinson with me again on our podcast. Mike, by the way, we've not explained much about who you are. You're a lot of different things. It's not what you do that makes you who you are, but some of the things you do are important too. So here's what I know about you. You're the controller at Case and Associates. Many people might not understand what a controller is. I'm not sure that I do. So if <laughs> explain to us, Mike, what a controller is. Working in an accounting finance and you have different positions within the company and organization that's going to find define roles. And so the, usually at the top is a CFO, your company finance officer, the, the one that's kind of leads the pack. And then underneath there, there's going to be various individuals that are going to maybe lead certain departments as a controller. It's over the, the main accounting functions of an organization. So I may have a bookkeeping staff or those underneath me that I'm kind of supervising. So controller somewhere within the organization, not quite the top, but not not at the starting point either. And you've been doing this for a while. So I graduated from Evangel College at the time. It's now Evangel University in 1989. And I started working for Case right out of school and have left a couple of times and come back. They've been gracious and let me come back. So I've been with them all together over 20 years. And you have a staff. I think you mentioned to me, you've got three direct reports and about 12 or 15 non-direct reports underneath of you. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, that, that tells me that you know a little bit about what we're talking about being in a corporate environment. I've only briefly worked in a corporate environment, but not in a position, not in a leadership role. I appreciate the the input that you have, the the value that you bring as it relates to uh, being in a position of leadership in a corporate environment. Mike, when we last recorded the podcast, we talked, we started talking about communication, and there are so many directions that we can go with communication. I wonder today if it's okay for us to go a direction that is. One of my favorites to talk about, and and that is especially as it relates to people involved in ministries, and they're trying to communicate with partners or with donors or with friends, and what some of the most effective ways of communicating may be. I'm supposing this is not something that necessarily you have a lot of direct experience in, but maybe some. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. I'm not certainly not my wheelhouse, but obviously being involved in ministry as well through the years and getting credentials and then serving on staff a couple of times at, at church, interacting with um, other ministers. I certainly understand the value of being able to communicate your message, what you're wanting to accomplish, your vision, being able to relate to people and for them to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I have had an opportunity over the years to I guess we could say consult or coach with a number of people who especially wanted to be involved in missions. Invariably, what I have found is that too many of these folks are not really good communicators. They have a sense of call. They have a sense of mission, but they have a very difficult time communicating that. And one of the things I've attempted so hard to do is to help them learn how to communicate. So there are a couple of things I wanted to mention today as we as we begin this podcast. 
The first is that communication really needs to be simple. It doesn't have to be complex. I look back to when in 1990, we started the ministry at that time called Open Doors, and now it's known as Doorways. I had really been impacted by a guy who was ministering, and he was using words that I'd never heard before and thought, wow, these are great if I could just Mm -hmm. learn to do that. And so I attempted to do that and found myself using fancy words in the wrong places. Right. And I thought they meant one thing, but the truth was they meant something different. And I've come to learn over the years that the most important thing I can do is to simplify my message. I don't have to speak with third graders, but my message may be better received if I'm speaking to ninth graders or 10th graders. Right. There's a certain level that's going to, it's going to reach the majority of the people. And so, yeah, I kind of have to be cognizant of that, but I want to go back to that for that first point that you were talking about. And one of the first mistakes that most of us, if not all of us make is that we try to, we see someone that's effective or that we perceive as being effective and we try to model their approach. I think part of simplifying your message is being authentic. It's got to be who you are. And it's hard to simplify if you're trying to model someone else. I think being simple is what, you know, I think people want to understand in who you are and where you're coming from and our communication needs to express that. And so being simple and simplifying that, I think boils down to being authentic. A couple of things I've never held myself up for people to believe I am. Number one, a theologian. I'm not. I am not a theologian. I love Jesus. I love his word. I like to hear about it and hear what other people are writing about it. My son gave me a Bible for Christmas. He had read that Bible the year before, had highlighted certain spots and gave that to me and said, here, dad, this, every time I read this every day in the last year, I would highlight points that I thought were important to me and to you both. And I prayed for you every day. The book is a uh, systematic theology study Bible. I took systematic theology in Bible school. I still don't know what it's about. Part of that is because I was I was working a lot of hours, and it was a, like a first hour class, and I slept through most of systematic theology. That could be why I don't know much about it. Yeah. I still don't understand it, but I can assure you of this. I'm not a theologian. Don't want anybody to think I am, number one. Number two, I'm not a contractor. I did a lot of work in a house that that we live in now. I helped do a lot of the remodeling, a lot of the work. I learned a lot, but I've learned I'm not a contractor. So you're right. I have to be careful to be who I am and not try to emulate someone else and think that that's going to serve me well. It's not. It's not. And like I said, it complicates things. And so I think being authentic and then understanding the material or understanding what you're wanting to communicate is so critical in being simple because only then can you really, if you truly understand it, then you can make it simple. If you don't understand it, then things tend to complicate themselves. And I've seen so many people struggle. They don't quite understand it and they don't try to understand their goal or understand where they're coming from. That It just makes it so difficult to simplify the message. It really is uh, something that's not easily done to take Something that's something that's intricate or that the, the smaller you want to condense things, the more difficult it becomes. I think we talked about it maybe the last time in our last podcast about if you've got a condensed 
limited number of time or limited number of words, how much work it takes to get to that point to make it understandable and simple. And imagine you get a person that doesn't really fully understand what they're talking about. Right. What you're not going to do at the end is have a question and answer time. (laughs) That's that's really not going to go very well. Let me just take a minute and mention that I'm speaking with Mike Atkinson. Mike and I are directors of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, and Mike and I host this podcast. And today we're talking about communication. There's a lot to it. There's a lot we can unpack. We probably won't unpack it all on this first episode, but by the time we're done with 10 episodes, we should be able to be done with it. <laughs> we we really hope so. If we don't hope so, you surely hope so. If we can't do it in 10 episodes or whatever, then we're not communicating very well. Communication's more than just me expressing something or someone expressing something. It's also someone understanding. And so communication, effective communication is presenting a message, but also having that message understood. And I think being simple, simplifying it benefits both parties for sure. I've been grateful for the opportunity at uh, the church that we attend Twice when when they have updated their constitution bylaws, pastors asked me if I'd help be a part of that. One of the things that he said to me that I really appreciate is that I seem to be able to take some of these things that can be kind of complex and make them more simple. And I, I just get so frustrated when I see documents that are so, they're just too complex right. so that you can't understand and you can read additional things into them. And I can understand the idea of, well, you've got to really nail this down. (laughs) Unfortunately, the more words you use, the less you nail it down. And you have to also realize in our lives personally and also in the life of a church, one of the most important things we can have in there is that sense of grace. And so maybe we don't nail everything down. And that's not necessarily such a bad deal that we don't. I uh, like something I, I read that talks about Napoleon Bonaparte used to tell his secretaries, be clear, be clear, be clear. And I I think that's such an important thing for us. Be clear. Yeah, no doubt. Because we understand too, the the chain of communication that occurs. We've all done those exercises where one person tells someone something and then they tell someone else and it relates, keeps going relaying. And eventually the message is completely different than what was the original uh, message that was said. Being clear helps eliminate that from happening. And so it's clearly understood. It can be clearly relayed and then it continue down the the line. So one of the things that I strive for anything that I do communicate, whether it be emails or verbal communications or whatever, that there's no way for it to be misconstrued or misunderstood that I want it to be simple and understandable. And if I can accomplish those things, I feel much better that my communication is going to be that much more effective. I think for us, to understand that, yeah, we want to be clear, but we also want to check and make sure that it was understood, right? We can't make assumptions that, hey, I said it once, uh, so that should be good. That's usually not the case. And we live in such a world, Mike, there are so many different ways to communicate. My <laughs> gosh, yep. it's crazy. I especially appreciate something. I My daughter-in-law, who passed away three years ago, she and I did a couple of uh, seminars for effective donor communications. She worked in the nonprofit industry here in, in Tulsa, and we were sharing with a, a group of missionaries about this. And what I had come to learn and, and realize how important it is, is that when we are communicating about a topic, 
too often when we're trying to tell a story, we want to develop the whole story. So we start with, I was born Mm -hmm. at a very early age and we work our way forward. And then we get down to the punchline at the very end, three or four pages later. Well, in today's world, people are not going to read, for the most part, four pages of information about a story, unless it's before they're going to bed at night, they're taking time to read, so they relax. And so I learned how important it is to write perhaps like a sports writer, right? that they talk about, you know, the guy stepped up to the plate, swings the bat, crack, and it's a home run. And that's the that's the opening paragraph. And then the rest of the story develops from there. So I've talked to many of the missionaries that I've worked with over the last several years about putting their story upside down, Mm -hmm. that they start with that important thing first that they need people to hear. Because if you're if you're reading this long document, only about 25% of the people actually get down to the point where they're still engaged in reading a document that's five or six paragraphs long. Right. So we lose our readers. Right. That's not good. Well, I think, you know, we all understand how, how prevalent email is and how many emails we get on a daily basis. So you're going to need something that, that jumps out, that grabs attention and gets to the point because people are going to move on pretty quick to the next order of business. And so you got to keep that in mind that we don't want this to be impactful and understandable very early where you're going uh, with this, because people don't want to be spending a whole lot of time uh, trying to get to what this is all about. I've found it's, it's served me. I think it served me fairly well. And I, I don't want anyone to believe that I think I'm the great expert at written communication or newsletters or whatever. I do have 33 years or more of experience with this, but that that doesn't make me a, necessarily an expert. But I have learned that 300 words is about as much as it may be more than most people are going to read if given the opportunity. If you can get it to 200 words with well, the average reader at about 185 words a minute, if you can help people realize, I just need a minute, here are 200 words. You can get a lot of your people engaged in that. But if you take longer than that, this last week, uh, I sent out a newsletter. It was 18 sentences, and each sentence was 18 words. I don't know why I got stuck on that, but it seemed like something that might I might be able to use to get people to have interest in reading it because they say, I can read 18 sentences. The good thing is the metrics say I got a lot of downloads on that, a lot of reads, well, here's, or here's, maybe a lot of opens. Right. Well, here, quickly, what, what came across to me because I got that that message to me, it spoke of intentionality that there was some purpose, some forethought into this message come to me that you took, you thought it was important enough that you did this. You were intentional with what you did. And that spoke to me. And so I don't know if it spoke to your other recipients or not, but to me, it sent across a message that, Hey, Rick spent some time. He was uh, purposeful in what he was doing. And so it's worth my time then uh, to open it up and take a read. So I think, you know, that may be part of it as well. Yeah. And so who knows? I mean, I may just be a, be a, the odd duck or whatever, but to me, hey, someone Mike, let's go that we're odd ducks. Okay. Let's What's just that? go with that. Let's yeah. just go with that. We are odd ducks. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty odd. A guy would write 18 words, yeah. 18 sentences. <laughs> yeah. But for to, to go again, to go back to our network, to our listeners, to those listening to the podcast, again, be simple, 
be clear. So being concise and being through that, it, that being simple and being clear helps with that. Hey friend, that's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields. And on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, here's my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after him. Thanks for listening.